أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and a very good morning to everyone who is tuning into Salam Sunrise Energy podcast. Um, now just a little disclaimer. You guys might be listening to this on a different day because um, this was actually uh, recorded um, a few days, uh, a day actually before uh, the upload itself, hence why it's slightly late. Um, as for that, I apologize to everyone um, as I've been a bit busy with some other stuff on the other hand. But inshallah and alhamdulillah, you know, it's another good day to uh, just share whatever um in my perspective um i've learned throughout the uh you know the time of staying at home and also being able to getting closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so inshallah even if you guys are listening to this a day late i apologize uh thank you for people who do, for those who are supporting uh salam sunrise energy podcast and the manert mart you know inshallah trying my best to deliver to those uh, who actually want to embark on this journey together on learning about the deen together so let's get started all right so um salam al-hijrah uh salam awal muharram to everyone uh, that is listening and tuning in um we just had our uh new year i would say you know it is considered a new year in the islamic uh calendar um as for such uh muharram is the first uh month actually in uh the islamic calendar and it is one of the uh, months of haram meaning that it's a very blessed month that we as muslims um or even human beings should not take lightly and we should always respect this month as a holy month and it is called haram because it actually has some forbidden things that we should not actually um exercise throughout this month uh but i'm not trying to get into that for today so you know how we always as humans attend to uh new years as you know a new me or a new version of ourselves or you're trying to restore something that you want lo- once lost maybe you're trying to improve yourself as a human being maybe you're trying to become much healthier you know much um um s- maybe so- social sociable maybe you're trying to get uh much product um you know more productive throughout the year and that those are all alhamdulillah such beautiful and good things that we as humans should have however um i just want to emphasize that in islam there is no actual sp- or specific date in which a human being or a muslim has to meet or wait for in order for them to actually start their transformation it can happen anytime any hour any minute any moment of the day because um those are the opportunities in which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with and has given us a chance to actually um work on ourselves as better versions of ourselves in the future inshallah so regardless of any uh year or any month of the um sorry sorry any month of the year as long as you know that you want to change and you're tr- you're actually giving it your all and trying your best to 
enhance yourself uh, you're trying to learn more about the dean you're trying to get much closer to your creator you're trying to get you know in contact with the one that who made who made you and all of those things doesn't require a specific time i just wanted to establish that so there's a huge room for flexibility you can make your new year's resolutions into everyday resolutions actually as long as you know that you w- will try your level best to be uh stay disciplined enough to actually follow through those resolutions that you're planning to make as for sh- such guys today i'm just going to make a sh- um I wouldn't say short, uh, but this is going to be, uh, I mean, compared to other videos, probably, inshallah, a short video, a short podcast um, regarding one of the most beautiful surahs, in my opinion, in the Quran. It's going to be a very, um, I wouldn't say deep analysis, but from what I've learned, what I've watched from, um, you know, the scholars out there what I've been reading about this surah, particularly trying to understand it uh, from what they've been explaining. Um, and, you know, they are all approved scholars, uh, alhamdulillah, about this surah in the Quran that is actually the surah al-Fatiha. And many of you guys might know the surah because it is very famous in, um, in, our, in our deen, Islam. Uh, the Surah Al-Fatiha, uh, regardless if you know it or don't, um, actually we recite it every day, 17 times at least a day uh, during our prayers because the uh, Surah Al-Fatiha is actually a surah in which you have to, uh, meaning that it's compulsory to recite during uh, each of the very, uh, the every each of the five prayers that we do and today we're just going to get we're just going to take a, a look on the meaning behind each of the verses what have the scholars uh, have said the hadith says about the al-fatiha and some of the benefits that we can actually derive from these things so stay tuned with me inshallah and we'll try to get down not to not to a very deep an analysis, but um, I would say a pretty good uh, scope of the surah itself. Bismillah. Alright, so uh, Al-Fatiha actually means um, opening. So it comes from the root word, you know, Fat, which, is mean, which means to open, right? So um, this goes hand in hand with the with it being the first surah in the Quran so it is the opening to the Quran um scholars have also said that the al-fatiha is also the um of the al-Quran meaning that it's the mother of the Quran uh do excuse me if my arabic might not be as uh, precise as i'm still learning but i do hope that i'm able to um phrase it as accurate as possible to the actual Arabic term and do let me know if there are some things that you guys might have found out that it has might have find out that my Arabic might not be actually um, proper in some uh, circumstances do let me know 
So it is the first surah of the Al-Quran, uh, also the first juzu. Alright, so the Al-Fatiha starts off with Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So this is actually a very beautiful way to start not just you know us as muslims reciting the quran but in everything that we do we say bismillahirrahmanirrahim um actually we do start off with a'udzu billahi minash rajim um that is actually what we start off with the ta'awuz actually before we recite the um quran or a specific surah um because when we actually recite the ta'awuz is to is for us to actually um seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the accursed shaitan that's what it that's what it literally means so that we when we whatever we do the shaitan will not actually be able to intervene uh in those activities that we are trying to carry out and that is very important because when you are having good intentions and when you are planning to do something that is good you have to know that those intentions cannot be swayed um your your intentions uh your actions doesn't actually justify your intentions so sometimes we might think that you know i'm trying to do something which is good but the shaitan comes in and you know clearly he tells you to do something which is not good but you still think it is good so the ta'awuz is actually one of those barriers that doesn't allow shaitan to come close to you um you know inshallah as long as you're having the good intention to recite it because of allah and you're actually seeking refuge from him all right so we start off with that so that we don't get confused when we read the quran or when we're trying to understand the meanings uh, behind the verses of the quran so after that is actually when we say bismillahirrahmanirrahim the most i would say repeated uh terms or words phrases that i would like to believe that most of us muslims actually uh recite uh as to start almost any uh activity in our daily lives so uh the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam has actually uh declared he actually stated that uh those who don't actually start their activities or anything without the remembrance of allah and in this case you know bismillah then you might you will not get much you, you will not get much out from it so meaning to say there there is a, there are circumstances in which you would actually be able to profit more if you were to actually recite the phrase bismillahirrahmanirrahim which means in the name of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most beneficent most merciful in some translations it means in the name of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um the entirely merciful the especially merciful so we're going to uh take a short look on what this actually um comprehends as bismillahirrahmanirrahim we are starting whatever we do and in this case reciting the al-fatiha with the name of allah and who is allah in this case we know that allah ta'ala is our creator and he is the entirely merciful and the especially merciful so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has actually introduced himself um as the deity the only the, the one and only that 
encompasses both of these two beautiful names, Ar-Rahman, the entirely merciful, and Ar-Rahim, the especially merciful. So Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim, they come from the same root word, right? Rahma, which means mercy. But there are some distinctions between the two in which Ar-Rahman actually means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our Lord and Creator, is merciful towards the entirety of creation regardless if you are Muslim, if you are Christian, if you are a Jew, if you are a Buddhist, if you are Hindu, regardless of whatever whatever religion you hold on to, even if you are not a human being, even if you are a plant, even if you are an animal, you are a part of the clouds, regardless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has all good, with all good in him is the entirely merciful so meaning to say that he gives every living thing on this earth everything that they've ever needed since they were born actually before they were born and he has always been the source of goodness for everything regardless now we hop into ar-rahim which means that he is the especially merciful and this um you know term ar-rahim uh it is specially uh, ascribed only to um in this case uh people who understand the sweetness of iman you know so for the muslims uh, ar-rahim is when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually gives you a bit more of what he can actually give to other people but in in this case to that certain person uh, as a sign of his mercy and love towards that certain person. So for an example is, you know, in Islam, there's this thing called the sweetness of Islam. So we actually understand that um, our religion is actually a very beautiful religion. But we can only actually grasp the sweetness if we truly understand it. So not many people actually have such knowledge and you know we, we we all do actually try to find it inshallah ta'ala but that sweetness is a sense of self and inner peace that is not you know able to attain by many people if you're not actually um experiencing or understanding um whatever that you've been learning so it has to come from the heart so that kind of peace that inner peace is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed this person with that means that he has especially ascribed this person has especially given this person that peace and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know he gives to whoever he wills and he can take you know whatever he wills whenever he wills from whoever he wills you know and we are of his creation and we have no 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 rights to ask ourselves and why did god make me such why did god take this from me and all of those things you know um he is the lord of the worlds and that's actually the next uh, verse that we're going to ascribe so bismillahirrahmanirrahim alhamdulillahirabbilalamin so here alhamdulillahirabbilalamin means all praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as I said before, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually explains here that He is Rabbil Alameen, the Lord of the worlds, the Lord of the entire universe and whatever you know is above that. 
He is the Rabbil Alameen. So this actually, um, this affirmation is is actually for us to praise Him. And in order to praise Allah, we have to know who He is, right? And in this case, it has been beautifully structured that who is Allah? Allah is the Lord of the world. And for that, we say, Alhamdulillah, meaning all praises be to Allah. All praises, meaning Alhamdu is like the Arabic term, meaning it's something that you can actually specifically um, determine. So it can be anything. And in this context, it comp- it encompasses everything. So all praises, meaning whatever good that you have experienced in your life, whatever good or regardless good or bad, because we understand as Muslims that those, you know, what whatever tests that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us might be deemed as bad, but we know, you know, we, we, we have to actually know that Allah Ta'ala tests all of us because He actually loves us, you know. So in this context, whatever happens to us, all praises are still due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a true mu'min, you know, we do try our best to always praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every condition that we are uh, given upon. So this can be, you know, you had you had a good start to the day. Maybe, you know, you've 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 been taking care of your health recently, you've been drinking more water, you've been um spending much more time with your family, you feel happy, you feel great, you feel joyed, those things and you know, all the other physical things, the food that you eat, the clothes that you're able to wear, the air that you're able to breathe, all of those things as well as the ones that we might think as negative. Maybe you crashed into someone's car today. You know, we hope that doesn't happen to anyone today. But, you know, such such incidents that we think is actually negative, but in actuality, those things have a reason behind why they happen. And Allah Ta'ala only knows why. And we know that Allah Ta'ala... As long as you're a good person, you don't have any evil intentions. He does all of those things to test you because he loves you. So there is positivity in everything that he gives you. Regardless if at first, you know, it seems as it's something that's hugely negative. But he does all of this because he wants to give you, he wants to put you in a much better position than you were before. So we say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the worlds. How many worlds are there? We don't actually know. But, you know, we have this rough idea that there was the world of the souls in which before we were born and brought to this earth, we were all souls. And if you guys do remember, uh, in the previous podcast, I actually stated like we were all souls and we affirmed um, we had a covenant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in which we bear witness that we that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our Lord. Remember? Kalu bala shahidna. Beautiful. Um, yeah, there was a world of the souls. And then as we, uh, have, you know, we have our physical form, but we were still in the womb of our mom. So we have the world of the rahim, is what we call it, the, the, the womb. Um, so Allah ta'ala 
puts these souls that he has already created for us, we don't remember much from the world of the souls. But what we can say from the world of the souls is we... Do you, have you ever guys felt this feeling sometimes in which you, you, you kind of click with some people, you don't click with some other people, not because of anything, not because you've, uh, you, you probably haven't even met them in real life, but, you know, you just, you just feel like there's some, I want to say negativity or tension, but you, you, you feel like you're just not too close with them, you know, and that's totally fine, but there's actually, uh, a reason behind that and that was actually ascribed uh described uh in if i'm not mistaken a hadith um of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying that we actually met each other when we were souls it's just that we don't remember it the same way we don't remember the covenant we made with allah but these things come into our life right now and um we, we we do feel it in in the world that we're living in right now, which is the third world that I'm going to explain, uh, the dunya, you know where we are at right now. So this world is most probably, uh, I would I want to say the longest, but it it feels like it's the longest, right? Because we feel like you know we don't know when it's gonna end, when did it actually started, but this world, uh, is the third world as we know the dunya the the earth the the living world and what happens after we pass away um there comes um the barza so the barza is actually the world where all the souls are uh being placed at once they pass away so once your soul has been um dispatched uh taken i guess taken out of your body your physical body it has to be it is actually being placed uh in the barza or some say it's the world of the grave so this is actually this will actually be our waiting spot while we you know we as muslims believe that the world will end and we can actually see this happening slowly bit by bit but i'm not going to go into that for this topic as i'm already dragging a bit longer yeah so that will be the fourth world uh the world of barza and after that we will have kiyama so kiyama is actually when the world ends and that will be wallahu alam only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows and I don't think I have to explain much. Uh, the world will end one day and we know this and we believe in this as uh, this is also part of our Iman. Uh, then we have the final destination in which we, we, we Muslims call Akhirah. Akhirah comes from the word Akhir, which means end, right? So um, the world of, you know, the, 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 the end of world, not the, not the world, not end of worlds, but this will be the eternal life that all of us will one day experience um and this will be either uh in heaven or jannah for us paradise or um you know we ask allah to protect us from the hellfire which is going to be the second destination and this is going to be eternal and allah ta'ala knows when all of this will happen all right so back to our main topic allah ta'ala um has ascribed himself as the lord of the world so we move on to the next verse ar-rahman ar-rahim 
So I've already talked about about a bit about this before. So it's basically the same. Allah Taala reaffirms Himself as the the entirely merciful, especially merciful. So we ask ourselves, who is Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? Like we we need to know who our Lord is before we can actually worship Him, right? It's like you have to know what you're drinking before you actually choose to drink whatever you're drinking, right? And that's and that's complete logic. Um, Allah Taala affirms this again in the third verse of the Al Fatiha, and then he he emphasizes more on who he is, Maliki Yawmiddin. He is the Lord of the Day of Recompense, the Sovereign of the Day of Recompense, uh, and this, as what I've said before, the Day of Recompense is basically uh, Akhirah. So this is going to be the day where we will all be recompensated for whatever actions we have done on this earth. So it's beautifully um, connected. So Allah Ta'ala says, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Arrahmanirrahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. Beautiful. So these four verses have already invoked um, our soul and he Allah Ta'ala introduced himself through these four verses to who he is and there you can see throughout the whole meaning that everything or every notion of whoever who Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is is all positive it's all beautiful it's all there is no negative in it whatsoever you know some people believe that you know God can't be um, all good because you know why are uh, thunderstorms happening why are hurricanes happening tsunamis happening why are people dying why is COVID happening you know what, what, where is the good in that mashallah mashallah we, we don't know we don't know literally we don't know at all but we have to know that in those certain situations Allah Ta'ala knows best and we have to have this thought and affirmation that he has planned all of those things in accordance to his will and he knows why he did so and we have to ex- understand and accept that whatever he did is all positive and out of his rahmah now it's not an easy thing to digest and i'm still learning more about this myself but we have to know that out of everything that happens on this earth is out of positivity and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows all of this and he creates all of this to actually put us in a better position in a better state and this state is, is not usually a physical state in which we probably want to get much muscular we want to attract more people no it's sometimes a transformation of the mindset our spiritual self with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all of those things our our character our akla as a human being with other things with other people with other with the other creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know these things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed to happen happened and will probably happen and only he knows why but as long as you know that you are a human being that's trying your best to learn more about your religion about Islam trying to improve yourself then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala None of these, none of these are punishments from him. They're only tests because out of his love and mercy. Subhanallah. Moving on to the next verse. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, 
actually has told us that he is the only one that we have to worship and he is the only one that we have to ask for help. This puts in the notion that there is actually no other god except for him. You know, because if there were any if there were any other gods, then we would be praying to th- that god, that god, and that god. But no, here Allah Ta'ala says, we are the only one. We are the only ones meant to be worshipped and we are the only ones um, meant to be asked for help. So in whatever situation you go through life, you have to know that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will always be there for you. We have to always, every day, because you know our iman, our faith, we're human beings and it's, it's completely understandable that our faith goes up and down regardless of how strong you are of an imam you know you're not a prophet you have you have to know this and it's completely fine but one thing that you should also know is that you you should believe in the one god that created you you only ask for his help in this case i don't mean that you don't ask for help from people if you if you actually need help like you're going through a crisis uh probably a financial crisis a health crisis and you're you're trying you're telling yourself that oh, i'm not going to go to the doctor i'm not going to ask um maybe i don't know someone for help when i need it you know no no i'm tell I'm, I'm saying that we have to put in our efforts you know we we go to the doctor when we're feeling sick when we need help maybe we go to the bank when we need a loan and when we're in a financial crisis all those other things that's that's our um effort uh but what i mean is that with that effort we have to be sure and we have to make sure that we ask from the one that actually created us the one that gave us health in the first place is Allah and after seeking help from the doctors you don't put 100% of your trust in the doctors but what you do is that you pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you ask for his help you make dua and this beautiful surah here is the daily prayer is something that we recite we invoke at least 17 times a day in our life so we have to believe deep in our, in our hearts that Allah ta'ala is the one that we ask for help from you know so after after all of this efforts that we make we ask only from him we don't go and we don't we don't go and you know fully worship the doctors or anything like oh i'm i'm only, I'm only going to ask help from you no no you ask help from human beings as well but at the same time your main source you have to understand that he is the one that allows or disallows any situation in your life. He wants to see you put in the effort, but where do you go after that? Where do you ask help from? This is where we ask our help from as Muslims. This is where we pray. This is where who we worship, who we pray. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Moving on to the next verse. mustaqim. The sixth verse. A very beautiful prayer, very beautiful dua. Sirat al Mustaqim basically means please guide us to the straight path. Sirat means path. Sirat al Mustaqim means the straight path. Uh, so, you know, what is the straight path? We might be asking ourselves, right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually explains what the straight path is in the next verse. Look at how beautifully it's intertwined. So, you know, 